This is it. This is the season finale. We are here for Voltron season seven, episode 13. We are going to be talking about, oh my God, a giant bot. Oh my God, another giant bot. And that fake out of an ending. And of course, we have a very special guest with us. So stay with us after the opening and team, it's time to form Voltron. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> we can't not start with a pun. We can't yeah. not. And it's you thanks to. to you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, everybody kind of got atlas So yeah. this yeah. is very appropriate. This is 100% yeah. your fault. Yes. yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And I'm you're stuck it. between two punsters and just dying. <laughs> oh, it's sure. going to be a rough night. <laughs> it's going to be a great night. <laughs> ah, it's going to be great. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are the AfterBuzz TV Voltron Legendary Defender After Show. We are here for Season 7, Episode 13, Lion's Pride Part 2. I have with me Green Lion Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. And I am Black Lion Katie Cullen. And we have, returning for another season finale, because this is how he do, the voice of Shiro, Josh Keaton. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming in. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to come on the show. And this was a hell of a season for Shiro. It really was. This was incredible. It really, really was. He's the captain. He yes. is. The captain. He's Captain Shiro. Captain Shiro Gane. Just, I love it. Ugh. Yeah. So much yelling and waving of hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before we get started talking about that, as always, we have a little bit of housekeeping. The spoiler warning has been rescinded because this is the last episode <laughs> of the season, you guys. We have nothing else after this. Actually, we have a recap show after this, but that's next week. Um, for those of you who were watching along with us, holy cow, you guys have so much patience. <laughs> so yeah, there is no longer a spoiler warning. However, house rules are still in effect. Be nice or get out. Oh. I love right. you. You're great. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, you, you have opinions. Your opinions are valid. I firmly believe that you can express them as a respectful human being. And if you are unable to be respectful in chat or in the hashtag, you will be banned from the channel. You will not be returning for this show or any of the other shows on the channel or next season because you will be straight up banned. You're having a really good time tonight, aren't you? Oof. Steve is our Koran in the booth, and he is having a wonderful, Oof. wonderful time, and we are super grateful that he has done this entire season with us. Everyone give a round of applause for Steve. Woo! Thank you, thank you. Steve, would it be possible if I could hire you to just do sound effects for my entire life? Like follow me around and do sound effects for my life. Would, could you do that for me? I'll see if I can fit in my schedule. All right. Sound All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so with that in mind, and everyone's been behaving pretty well so far, so please keep it up. We are going to swing right into this. What did we think of this episode? <gasps> I mean, it started it started in like full full octane already because it was coming off of the last one. So it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah we yeah. went full tilt. I, I love episodes like this where basically this and the last episode, you know, it really is a part one and part two. And that's why, like, for anybody who did stop after part one... I commend you because I immediately needed to see what happened. And this episode was nonstop action. It was it's some of the most beautiful animation the show has done to date. It oh, was yeah. just phenomenal. As I remember when we were watching it, we marathoned this and I think started our marathon at what, like 6 p.m. So at this point, it's almost midnight. We are emotionally exhausted <laughs> from everything that's come before. And now we have a second giant robot to contend with. And it was just a lot of, oh, my God, why? And that was a huge robot. Yeah. Like, that was a massive. It was like a mountain. It was like a mountain coming back down to Earth. It was crazy. It's just we, we have two more giant robots yeah. to contend with. But I'm specifically I've dubbed it vampire because what I dubbed it before is not air appropriate. And I had to think of something else. <laughs> Tell me after the show. I want to know. <laughs> I'll put it on Twitter. Right, but so those of you who are familiar with my after shows and my note-taking style can probably guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we have this second robot, probably Galra in design, given the color scheme and the nice V on the face for yeah. Repetsa, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping to Earth on the heels of a very climactic battle. Like, oh, yeah. you wanted to rest? I'm sorry. So much sense. 
If if this uh, mech was created by the Galra in some capacity, they're all about branding, right? Like, I would say so. Yeah, yeah you think yeah. Galra? You think Pretty definitely consistent. brand integration? <laughs> yeah, definitely got that same the same dark magic that it shoots out. And yeah, I mean, I think evil purple energy. I definitely think Galra, yeah. like glowy pink death and evil purple energy. That's that's kind of how they I, do things. I really kind of liked um, the fact that it was kind of a magenta color because you don't normally see mechs that have that like usually it's it's very it's very chrome or you know in the case of voltron it's a lot of different colors but black is like the base i really liked seeing a uh a very pink robot like i i'm not used to seeing like more feminine colors in my mech so i really appreciated that neat yeah glowy pink death it was a great time i'm I'm kind of it's it's kind of interesting though that like that robot was using what looked like kind of this it had like kind of a pink hue to all of its attacks and and wasn't uh, does an Altan Altan culture refer to that color as something to honor the dead? Yeah, like it's just so kind of honor fallen warriors. And And here it is. It's the it's being given to you right there. And then it turns out it has an Altan battery. Yes, which is just like oh my god. What? Well, I think we found what the colony's being used for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a lot of questions. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so many questions. I'm positing this theory now because it, it's. I think it's something I yelled within the first five minutes of the episode, and I haven't really let go of it since. Um, this is Hagar's doing. I think like, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> I, I'd say so. I, I initially thought that it that we robisted Lotor. And I still think that that is eventually going to happen in, you know, the 13 episodes that I'm sure we have left next season. But it immediately pulled out a two-sword fighting style, which, again, to me, said Lotor. And it has all the hallmarks of Hagar, namely glowing glowing pink death and being massively unfair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what we have here is we have a couple... um, Massively unfair. We have a couple... Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) No, I mean, it's hilarious. I love that. We do have a couple dangling plot threads because we don't know where Hagar's gone. The colony also disappeared. So it's not too much of a leap to assume she had something to do with that. Although, because we don't have all the pieces, we can't say for sure. But I really like that theory, for sure. I mean, if you're a fan of Friday the 13th, you know that moms get real, real (laughs) mad when their sons are unjustly killed or what they view as unjustly killed. I was going to say And she's had three years to... (laughs) Yeah. Work on things. Well, and who knows what she learned from Orion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I could totally see her taking uh, taking that colony and making her own army. But, again, this is all hypothetical stuff, so. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm absolutely flat out terrified by, one, the fact that this exists because yeah. it moves quickly. It has multiple different fighting styles. It's able to deflect attacks. And it's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. And it can kind of summon an avatar of itself in whatever size it needs to be yeah. to fight whatever it needs to fight, which is kind of crazy. I think that's the point where massively unfair entered that, the that, equation. That is, that is kind of hacks. <laughs> it really is hacks. <laughs> what are we going to do now? Oh, we're going to do that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that, that was that was insane it was I, I was not expecting that to happen where it would just like kind of blow up and now I, I don't even remember it's I I have a hard time remembering if it was even in the original script I mean I, I still save all my scripts so I can go back and look <laughs> but uh yeah yeah I want to see if, if that was there that was that was crazy I would love to see your script reading channel like after the fact we're gonna break out the script and talk about the stage cues hey the, you know like, what if great. that's something that people want to see I have all my scripts let me know in the in the chat or or send me something on my socials and let me know if that's something you want to see I mean I, I got them chat is got impermanent him. but I think we can start a hashtag for that <laughs> all right, sweet. hashtag script time with Josh script time with Josh script time with space dad script time yeah, with let's do it. space dad script yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we'll workshop this hashtag we'll all make right. it work right, looks sweet. like Alexis is in chat hello Hi, Alexis. Hi. Oh, wait. Alexis, Alexis, Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Alexis, Alexis. Hi. <laughs> we miss you. That Alexis. Yeah. The important we one. Yes. Miss we miss you. We miss you. So, yeah. What would you say was your favorite part of the fight? Of the fight? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. When Well, when Atlas comes down. When Atlas comes down, like, like literally like Mount Everest, just coming down to Earth and, and landing on it. And then, and then just... There was something so epic about how slowly it moved. Yeah. Like, it really kind of sold the... the scale of this this massive massive mech and and when uh when when the other mech is just gearing up to like to send the dark energy at him and all of a sudden he's just like uh-uh 
talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. And he just like seriously puts out his hand or put it puts out its hand and uh and kind of deflects it and then and then seeing the, the the beam where he just where it just draws the the, the circle of uh you know the, the, yeah. the line all around it. Ah, it's insane. The whole thing, the whole thing. That was crazy. That was I can't stop saying crazy because it was crazy. It was pretty wild. Yeah. And I mean, we're here. Let's talk about Atlas. The plot yes. that I don't yes. think anyone saw coming. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Like on rewatch, the pieces so are kind of <laughs> on rewatch, the pieces are kind of there. Shiro's yes. got an Altaian crystal hooked up directly to his brain, which yes. is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um Sam's talking about how, well, we put the diamond in there and now this thing has capabilities that I don't even know what it can do. And Altaian's like making giant robots that transform into other giant robots. Yeah. So the pieces were all there, but I don't think anyone had the presence of mind to put them together on first watch. Absolutely. Namely because we were all emotionally compromised. <laughs> I think it really just sells how nobody really understands Altaian technology, least of all Altaians. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what happened. Alphor built a bunch of lions, and they were like, why lions? And he's like, I don't know. And then he had zero idea that they could combine and form a giant robot together. I mean, we he don't know what like, kind cool. of power... We don't know what kind of power the crystals themselves have, because, I mean, if one crystal was enough to power this entire, uh, you know, the, the castle ship and all of that, the way I have to look at it is this is basically the castle, the castle. It's, yeah. it's the entirety of the castle mm-hmm. that's now in a crystal, which is implanted in Shiro's arm. And I see that almost as using not only the arm, but Shiro himself as like this amplification conduit where it can amplify that energy. And now when it's plugged into the entirety of the ship... It's almost like a ship-sized crystal, and we really haven't seen the the limits of what Altaian alchemy is is capable of yet. And so I think that, I mean, it totally, it, at least in my head, stands to to be uh, perfectly acceptable that, I mean, if if Lura is able to take the 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 essence, the soul of of Shiro out of this out out of this uh, this this mechanical beast from wherever whatever plane it's in and put it into this then how do we know that like elements can't be transmuted and and other things and and i mean i i buy it i totally buy it especially when you have the power of that crystal amplified and amplified through many many channels i'm just kind of rolling with it's magic i don't have to explain it. oh but i want to explain i, I want to know, know how magic I works know, it's I so have... interesting but i don't think the show is ever going to give us a it blow won't. by blow I, of this is won't. how alchemy works probably i have won't. a theory do it yes. i have a theory i don't know if there's any them. weight or merit to it in any capacity but you know a couple seasons ago we took a trip to orion and there we saw a white lion I feel like it's probably a safe assumption to make that there, in some other metaphysical plane, there are Altaian spiritual guards. Yeah. And what if connecting crystals to technology is a way to, as you said, instead of it being a conduit for just energy, it being a conduit for these guardians. And so, in a sense, like Voltron's kind of like a golem. In Interesting, that way. yeah. Or and so Atlas would be like that as well. Sure, it could be that Atlas is channeling the White Lion. We have no idea. But I really love that. Theory. That's that's where my I mind is that. going. Yeah, because otherwise, how could you? How could they make robots? <laughs> I need this fantasy AU, and I need it like now. Yeah, that's pretty. Someone write a D and D module setting all of this. I'm sick. not actually kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-class paladin party. Let's go. Yes, I, that would be so fun. Yeah. I need it in my life. I still I, have to play D and D. Still haven't played yet. I will teach you. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please do. I, I mean, I know Bex knows how to play, and uh, I, th- I think we've been talking about getting like like a cast D and D game together. Just to do it. I think yeah. Bex was talking about how her DM watched that episode and was just texting her endlessly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I know Hyper's talking about it. So Hyper, hurry up and get on <laughs> hey that, guys, guys. Come on. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. So I need that AU. That sounds like a lot of fun. And a while ago, the uh, official Voltron Twitter, I believe it was, made a comment about how the White Lion isn't done with Shiro yet. Mm-hmm. And someone quoted that in chat about five minutes ago, and I have absolutely missed that. So whoever it was, hi, I love you. I can't scroll back up that far. There's 150 of you in chat right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that theory. I like that theory that maybe there are like guardian spirits that that manifest through through those crystals or I like yeah. that. I like, I like that it. thought. I like it a lot. Uh so yeah, what was your reaction reading the script, finding out because Shiro's been a little bit 
he's had a hard time this season, and I feel yeah. like it's a fair, fair Absolutely. thing to say. It's been a sure. difficult um, season. And much like... It's been a difficult show. Much like... <laughs> <laughs> for Shiro, it's been a difficult it's been a show. difficult life for yes. Shiro. Much like Karan had a really hard time integrating back into the group after Keith stepped in to, to fill in his shoes, yeah. um, you know, Shiro is having an interesting time adjusting to the new team and you know he's not a paladin anymore well uh, one could argue that he definitely is but you know he's not the pilot of the black lion anymore so what was your reaction getting to see him sort of step into the role of captain um well when i was there's there's, there were two reactions because there was the reaction when i actually read the script and when i read the script I i was so happy i like it was Actually, you know what? It was the same reaction, and it was just kind of compounded when I actually saw it in in on the on the TV. Um, I read the script, and I I can't remember the exact words, but it was something like it's basically describing the situation: how there's alarms going off, and there's like everybody's yelling and screaming, and and there's just chaos everywhere. And oh wait, no, 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 no! I'm thinking of a totally different thing. I'm totally thinking of the one where. Um, where he first gets command of the ship, where, yeah. where he's looking around and he realizes that everybody's looking at him to lead. And that I think was, was written in there. Still a legit reaction. Yeah, no, oh, no, no still a legit reaction. But this one, when it was, when it was kind of describing how, how he, uh, not the interface wasn't the word, but how he interfaces with it. And, and all of a sudden it, it starts transforming and all of that. I didn't even know what to expect. I had no idea what the Atlas uh, mech was going to look like. I didn't I didn't know anything. I was just looking at those simple words on the page and with my iPad in hand because that's what I was reading it on. I was like running around <laughs> my studio screaming. I was like, "What? <laughs> what? Yes! Yes, this is awesome." I was so excited. I was so excited for that. And then when I actually saw it happen, I was watching it with my wife and I knew it was going to happen. And usually you know if you're watching something that you've seen with somebody you kind of you watch. watching them because mm-hmm. you want to see the reaction well i hadn't seen it yet but i knew what happened and i could not pull my eyes away from the screen i don't even know what she thought because i was just <laughs> i was just looking at it i was like oh my god this is amazing this is amazing it was crazy yeah. it's coming it's coming yes. this is the moment it's here it's here and i was like i, I kept like side-eyeing just but then there, there came a point when when everything turned kind of that aquamarine color and and uh, and everything kind of quieted down. When I was just like, I, I can't, I can't look away. I can't look away. I have to see this all happen. It's that moment from the office. It's happening. It's yes. happening. Everyone, stay cold. <laughs> yes, it was that moment exactly. AJ brought up the point when he was in here that someone probably died. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. I hope not, because then Allura would have to come and you know. I guess extract from that and put it in what? I don't know. Unpancake them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would hope that like they had battle stations or whatever that they had to like muster to and, uh, and, and, and be in place. And if they were in place, then they're kind of safe. I hope, I hope. I mean, I'm just Damn you, AJ, for making me feel bad for people. <laughs> for making me feel bad for fictional people that are not even, that weren't even shown. That definitely weren't crushed. Yes. No yes, body, they were not no crushed. death. No body, no death. If That's there's right. anything that comics and also now Voltron has taught me, it's no body, no death. <laughs> and um, even if there is a body, there might be a death and it might be a clone. We don't know. Oh, yeah, it's true. Then again, I guess comics taught me that a while ago, too. <laughs> Thanks, Spider-Man. <laughs> Thanks, Spider-Man. You're welcome. <laughs> Lord. Good Lord. We're like There's three like layers of meme in here. Right. Yep. Yep. We're getting meta up in here. <laughs> Speaking of getting meta, we uh, have an announcement for you guys. Ooh. Hey, After Bros, our network produces after show for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel... YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. If you're worried about those pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans, and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Tradition is intact. I have broken Alexis. <laughs> or rather, AJ did, and I was just the messenger. Alexis uh, came up with After Bros. And so oh, after she bros. did. Nice. She nice, did. Nice. She is the best. Yeah, and if you like this podcast, if you want to support this podcast, if you want to keep us going for next season, because we really want to be here for next season, you guys. Yeah. The best thing that you can do is head on over to iTunes, rate us five stars, because it takes five lions to form Voltron. If you rate anything less, we're going to have problems. <laughs> uh, 
Leave a review and subscribe. And if you leave a review, we give you a shout out on the show. Yes, like these lovely folks. Uh, we have uh, thank you all for keeping me sane from Avatar Astrid. Uh, Team Form Voltron with a bunch of heart emojis. Uh, that's that's the wrote. username. It's, it's, just it's a bunch of beautiful days. emojis with heart eyes and kisses and hearts Aww. and kitty cats. Sweet. Uh, it's so cute. And then What a Ride by Prodigal358. Thank. Uh, we, these are really long reviews and they say very, very nice things. So thank you guys so, so much. And we have a terrible habit of running short on time, which we is do. not why. Yes. We, we do that a lot. Which is why we're not reading the whole thing, but seriously, we adore you guys. And if you're in an iTunes store that is not the American iTunes store, please screen cap your review, throw out the hashtag, you will still get a shout out, and that hashtag is ABTVVoltron for those of you who have been here for 13 episodes and still don't know it yet. There it is. Know it, learn it, love it. And yeah, we just have a little trouble finding those because there's like 30 some odd iTunes stores and it's a little hard but to go spelunking sometimes. They absolutely do count. They do. So it really means a lot. So, yeah, so thank you for doing that, you guys. Also on Twitter, special shout out to Cinesai, uh, who also who says, script reading, yes, please. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Cinesai makes really cool stuff. She, she does. does. Yeah. She- <laughs> She's made us some beautiful, beautiful artwork. I got uh, a jacket. Was, you got one yeah, of the jackets? Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. It's so cool. And she- I got a garrison patch, a couple of them that I put on my, my suitcases. Yeah, Guys, go to Cinesize's nice. store, buy all yeah, of her stuff. Everything. She's amazing. She's great making stuff. little pouches now. One of them is a garrison pouch, and one of them is yeah. a monsters and mana pouch that has a bunch of equipment on one side, oh, and then man. all the characters and statuses on the other, and I'm just like, I need it. <laughs> DreamWorks needs to hire her. They, they do! They do! Dear DreamWorks, hire Sin. Yeah. She Please makes do. wonderful, Sin's wonderful great. things, so you should totally hire great her. Great stuff. For some merch design. Anyway, right. yeah, that's my recommendation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friends of the show, guys. Friends of the show. Yeah. Uh, Hero of Hessianite on Twitter says, fun fact, in Greek myths, Atlas holds up the world. So to me and Voltron, Shiro's holding up his world, Voltron, the lions, and the paladins. I love it. I mean, that's why it's named that, so yeah. That's ah, great. I love that. I feel like that's always been the idea behind naming it yeah. Atlas, is this is what's going to hold up the Earth and defend it while Voltron's yeah. not here. And Absolutely. then. It turns into a giant robot, and we're going for literalism here. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. Just this, I love episodes like this, but they're so hard to talk about because it's all fight scenes. Yeah, it's all action. And it's very, very difficult to talk about all fight scenes. It's it's all action choreography, but again, it's stellar choreography. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. Animation, sound design. The sound design on this show never ceases to amaze me. My favorite moment of sound design in this episode was when uh, everybody on the bridge starts to panic and you hear what Shiro's hearing and voices are constantly asking him, what do we do? What do we do? And it just slowly fades and... Uh, and like, yeah, there's this hum. It's so so good. The sound yeah. design team did an amazing job with. Yeah, that they thing. they they play your emotions like a fiddle, just just as much as the writing. That sound design really really makes the show pop. And I mean, they absolutely knocked it out of the park this just this whole season. Not even just this past yeah. episode, but the whole thing. I want to say for the Lost in Space episode, the sound yeah. design there was Ugh. just. Oh my god, you you, you feel the void of space and yeah. also the claustrophobia of being inside your own helmet. Like, yes. Ah. Yeah. I'm just overwhelmed it. with emotions today. That's how it's going to be. It's just going to be a lot of emotional overwhelming <laughs> and talking about this vampire robot. Oh my god. But it's yeah. so cool. It is. So, talking about emotions, what do you think was your favorite emotional beat this season? Doesn't have, have to necessarily be for Shiro. This season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Cuz there there were a lot there because were a we ton. took a dark turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a ton and and honestly like I haven't I it's it's been a few weeks since I've like actually watched it in its entirety, so like a lot of the the finer points are probably falling out of my head. Let me pick them up. <laughs> because that's what happens when you marathon something and you're just kind of completely wrecked by the end. It's yes. like everything is an emotion. Um, man, I don't, I don't even know where to start. I, I mean, like one of my favorite moments is the sh- in the sh- in this season is when he gets when he gets the atlas. Like that that like, I felt I felt pride like just watching it and even just reading it. Like when when we were talking about it, when I confused the reactions a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, like I. I felt so much pride reading that. 
because because he's worked so hard and he's been through so much and everybody still looks to him to lead. Everybody knows that he has his issues. Everybody knows that he's he's uh, suffers PTSD and he's got all this stuff, uh, especially at the garrison. I mean, they know him really well there and they're all looking to him to lead. The same guy that Iverson strapped to the table, the same guy that they didn't want to listen to when he came back. Like they're, they're saying, you gotta, you gotta help us. And, and he's, he's the only one. Uh, I, I felt so happy. So happy. I'd say it's because they know him really well there yeah. that they were able to look to him like that. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, it's what he was born away. to do. It's what he was born to do. Well, and I don't think this would have worked for any other character. Like, there has been a little bit of contention about, well, he just wants to be a paladin again, and now the show says he can't, and that's really sad. It's like, well, on one level, yeah. On another level, he's still alive, and that's saying a lot for Shiro. I'm probably going to die in three years anyway. Yeah. So, <sighs> yeah. No, you're, you're right. And I mean, I think that... I think that wanting to be a paladin again, yes, it was it was endearing as hell in Monsters of Mana when when uh, when Karan was saying that. But I I really still think that that at its core, like being a paladin is is less about being actually like the pilot of the line and more about like part of that team. And he still is. So I mean, even though he's not piloting a Voltron Lion, I mean, we saw how important Atlas was to that fight. We saw how important. It becoming a mech was to that fight, even though nobody knew that was going to happen. Um, he's still very much a part of that team. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he's kind of a paladin without necessarily being a paladin, the proper whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Small P as opposed yeah, to capital. Exactly. But it, he's, for me, his arc in this season, his story in this season was very much, where do you go when you can't live your dream anymore? Well, it's like a rebirth. Yeah. This whole season was like a rebirth for him. I mean, he, it's, it's coming full circle. It's coming back to the earth that he left. Um, he no longer has the disease, which is, in my opinion, the reason he left for. Like, I, I mean, I know that everybody has their own theories on, on Shiro and Adam and all of that. And for me, it's like, I feel as though he wanted to leave because he knew he was dying and he didn't want to burden Adam with watching him fall apart and having to take care of him. Like my grandmother-in-law, she, she died of Alzheimer's and, and by the end she was a different person. Like it was like a ghost where it's like the shell of the person is still there, but the the actual person's long gone. Sorry. I get emotional (laughs) talking about this kind of stuff, but I mean, it's, uh, that, that's, that's what I think of. That's, that's what I think of with that, where when has Shiro ever been the person to make his burden anybody else's burden? And and in a weird way, it's almost this misguided act of love, I guess, to not want to make that person suffer through your demise, but at the same time, you're still kind of taking yourself away from that person. It's a there's no right choice. There's no there is no right choice, and 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 relationships get messy, and they're not always they're not always happy, and they're not always uh, you know. Uh, love till the end and i mean you might even feel feel those feelings but just life happens and it's uh it's rough i i, I think about a lot of really sad things <laughs> now with, we this, all really are with this show yeah no i mean but yeah. i mean i have to go there with those with, with these thoughts because yeah. i mean i i gotta I, I i i love this character and i i feel like i have a duty to 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 portray him as as well as i possibly can so and, and, oh go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> makes the tragedy of that yes. all the worse. I mean, he leaves out of, out of love, really. He left out of love and then actually by some miracle, survi- miracle and space magic, managed yeah. to survive and came home and the person he left yeah. to spare ended up getting killed because of Sendak. Yeah. Oh, because of the person he launched into space. Yeah. Oh, Isn't it crazy how it all like works horrible. together and it's and knowing this about yeah. Shiro recontextualizes so, so much, much about him. Yes. Saving Matt that first time, going into the arena instead of him, how he yes. approached being a paladin, how he approached his team, how if anything happens to me, I want you to lead Voltron. Exactly. It's, it's less, well, I might die of this wound, and more, well, I've been dying slowly for a while. Yes. So if anything happens, which it probably eventually will, do the thing, Keith. So it just, it makes so much more sense. And it also casts a different light on everything. 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 If you go back and you watch the earlier episodes of Ultron with the knowledge of, of what is going to become of Shiro and, and what a lot of his past is going to be, 
It does. It really does recontextualize everything. It, it's it's a different watch. You start you start watching his uh, how how he approaches things in a whole different way. And I'm trying to figure out if I want to do that now or if I want to wait for the last season to drop at some point before the end of the calendar year. I think they said November Netflix. sometime. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't. I, I, I don't know. So don't quote yeah. me on that. I, I have no idea. We're going to make an announcement, I'm assuming, at uh, at Comic-Con. So Yeah, that would make sense. You got to wait a couple NYCC weeks. NYCC is what, next mm-hmm. week? Not this October weekend, 3rd. but next weekend. Yeah. That, that yeah. So here's hoping we get a date. Yeah. But <laughs> we probably will. We'll yeah. Probably, you'll probably yeah. get one. The rest of the series is supposed to drop before the end of the year. I imagine we'll get a date at New York Comic Con for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, what's the point? (laughs) But yeah, that, oh man. Now I'm thinking about like all those early scenes where he's talking about Keith and, oh, you'll lead this team one day. And even even when Shiro first came back to Earth, how dead set Keith was on rescuing him is because he knew they had limited time. Ugh. It's crazy. Uh, well, and also because at that point, Keith had literally one person in his life, and that was Shiro. Yeah. Yeah, and you could look at it as just, you know, he's, he's you know, Keith's big brother. But no, like, you add on that extra factor of, you know, time is of the essence. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just, it raises everything to a, a new level of seriousness. Yeah. Definitely just, raises the stakes. Yeah. For sure. And I feel like now we have that context for all of our characters for all of our cast for all of our yeah for all of our major characters we finally have that this is where they come from this is their family life this is what shaped them context so then going back and rewatching things and for me i need to sit down and rewatch season one episode two again and look at what they think of when they're told to clear their minds and join together. Oh, yeah. Because getting yeah, yeah. that context for Hunk, and it's like, oh, at the very beginning, it's like, oh, well, he's the food guy. He thinks of food. And now after all this stuff with his family yeah. and cooking is his love language. Yes. And this is this connects him to his family. It's like, oh, he's thinking of food because he loves people. Yeah. Can- that that line, oh, that line broke my heart in the nicest way, where, where his mom says, you know, that's the best part because that's, that's the time we get to spend together. Yep. The uh, the show is so good at visual storytelling and oh, conveying yeah. emotion um, through its artistic visuals. And I think one of the most poignant in this episode are when the lions are falling back to earth and you get that shot of the lions falling to earth from the ground and it's Hunk's family looking at the lions yeah. descending. And it's that just like, killed me. Mm. That was rough, but what it was I, so good. Yeah. What I also love about that is that we see all those lions land, and we don't really see where Red goes, just kind of over a cityscape, but all of the rest of them land in their element. Green's in a forest, blue is in water, yellow is, you know, in that nice little canyon area that we've been tearing up for the past 45 minutes or so. Yeah. And Black lands at the Galaxy Garrison, which is as close as you're going to get to landing in Sky. Like, yeah. yes, they think of everything. I never even noticed that. I have yeah. to watch that. I really have to rewatch that now. That's awesome. I was kind of thinking about it on first watch and then rewatching today. Like, oh, they absolutely did the thing. Yes. So there's no volcano around there? <laughs> Keith we would to never have been able to. That would have been, been Lance. We would never yeah. have been able to extract Lance had it fallen <laughs> into a volcano. It would have been like, he's just going to have to wake up on his own. Like... <laughs> Probably be fine. Yeah. yeah. Poor Lance. Oh, Red. Wow, we gotta go help for Lance. Oh, Red being the protective mother hen, she is just kind of claws her way out of the volcano, like, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> I didn't need any help anyway. He oh. may be the dumb one, but I love him. So good. <laughs> oh. Can we also talk about those hospital scenes? I think we need to talk a little oh. bit about this ending. I yeah. I love that we had a full-on fake-out yep. with Shiro's monologue oh, yeah. and the lion standing in the background. And if this had been the final episode of the series... Could you imagine? I would have accepted a total party kill. I would have been very <laughs> sad, but I would have so been like, you would like, have, like, fully you know? accepted it. <laughs> would have been like, you know what? It's fitting. I didn't think everyone was going to survive. Could you imagine you know? the fan base? Like, if they killed I don't want everyone to. except Shira. <laughs> how, how ironic would that have been? Like the one that has been at death's door 50 million times throughout this entire season. Who was the only one that makes it. For a little who while. Who literally was dead. And he's the only one that comes out. Oh, oh man. But he's uh, the only one that had the get out of death free card. Everyone else is like, uh, sorry. Oh, that would have been terrible. Cash the check. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, it was, well, we got a whole other season to go. We can't wipe them out yet. Yeah, not yet. Gotta keep going. And so that night, we had this great, great speech and this montage of the resistance arriving on the planet and the Holt family being back together again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved seeing all of the other races again, all the other alien races and, and uh, you know, the wormhole. And, and I love it. I love it that Earth's oh, yeah. going to be the, the, the hub for, for whatever resistance or, or whatever rebuilding coalition there is. It's, it's so cool. And I love the, the planet and the galaxy that is like way outside the outskirts of what the Galra Empire was and still might be, question mark. It's all kind of in shambles. Like, that's our hub. Mm-hmm. Our hub is way the heck out here. Yep. I, like, we're going to plan you know something, like but we're going to drive three hours down the 405 to do it. Once I saw that, and I see all of the, the, the other alien species there, then I like to kind of pretend whenever I go to cons and I see all the cosplayers <laughs> that, like, it's real. And, like, all the, 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 the different costumes that I see walking around are just, like, real real aliens. You know, they're, they're just all around. And, you know, net, I mean, uh, Voltron's come back, and, and this is the, the hub, and they're just coming to a con. Like, I, I love like thinking, it. Thinking I appreciate things. that fantasy. Yeah. New York yeah. Comic Con's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. <laughs> what gonna... I really like about this whole thing is, um, you know, we, we see Earth becoming the epicenter for all of this, mm-hmm. and there's this quick shot of a marketplace, and who's front and center in the marketplace but Rep it Sal. Yes. And on the one hand, that's like a cute little, ah, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's moving out of the space mall or whatever, or uh, he's coming here uh, to get groceries for, for the space mall. Uh you know, he can maybe talk to Hunk a little bit. But what I love about that is, like, on the surface, is just a cute little nod. But, like, the Galra were the ones that subjugated and decimated a lot of Earth. Oh, yeah. Uh, it would have been very easy for the garrison to just say, yeah, no Galra here. But that's not what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I love that. Like, hey, maybe this place can be a place... For peace and coexistence. Absolutely. I really like that. Absolutely. And I mean, Rep itself kind of showed himself to be a pretty, oh, yeah, pretty no, decent guy. I mean, except for, you know, chaining the, the <laughs> his, his previous uh, slave to uh, to the thing for most of its life. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think he's 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 evolved. He's come out of that. He wants to, you know, start franchising. And I, I would not be surprised if he yeah. franchises on Earth. Rep it Rep it I mean, he's, he's got commercials already. You yeah. saw on uh, on on Warfle, Garfle Warfle Snake. <laughs> Garful, Warful Snake. I love how I love how Norlox with the big old like nose face does does the mmm like that's a, I love it. I love it. Jeff Bennett. Jeff Bennett. Jeff Bennett. A gift a to the world. He is a voiceover god. I've worked with him on so many things and he's he's unrecognizable in every single voice that he does. He literally is. It's it's incredible. But she can pick him out of a lineup. Oh, absolutely. Oh, really? Like every time we hear his voice, she's like, ears. it's Jeff Bennett. You got or, great ears. It's Prowl, because that is the role that's yeah. near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> well, he's done so much. Oh, yes. yeah. Literal yes. decades. Yes. Uh, Johnny Bravo. Yeah, he's done just a million things. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Bennett. <laughs> Jeff Bennett. <laughs> We're all just like, Jeff Bennett. It's funny, because okay. I worked with him on Spectacular Spider-Man. It was the first time I ever worked with him, and I had no idea who he was. Wow. And he played Shocker, and he was great. And I had no idea who he was. And I heard the name Jeff Bennett. And then... When I started looking him up, I was like, this is like, this is like a voiceover legend that I just worked with and I didn't even like have any idea. And now I'm like, I I almost felt guilty for like treating him like a normal person instead of of the voiceover legend that he is. With the reverence. Yes. I I, I didn't give him the reverence. I I just, I treated him like an ordinary guy. There have definitely been a couple times where we've talked to, to certain voiceover people. And then I did another once over on IMDb, like after the fact. And I was like, oh yeah, probably better. I didn't know that going into that. (laughs) It's probably a relief for them though. It's like, I'm being treated like a normal human. Thank God. Well, I mean, in voiceover, everybody's kind of, Kind of like that. That's why I love voiceover. There's there's so much less pretension in it than there is in a lot of other uh, aspects or a, a lot of other uh, parts of the the entertainment industry. Um, I, I I love the people in voiceover. The people in voiceover are just awesome, awesome. People in voiceover Genuine, have been pretty dang nice great. people. Yeah. So, did you do anything in particular to prepare for this final monologue? Because it it does have a lot of weight to it. I honestly, it was. We didn't really do a lot of takes of it. I, I read the script and when we were, when you're in the process of recording it in continuity, you kind of, you kind of 
you're kind of living in it. Like the same way that, that, you know, you guys are watching it as it comes out and let's just say all of the stuff came out at once. So as soon as you got done watching the other season, the next season came out. And so you were always kind of watching one and you've watched one, let's say you watched one a week, like a regular episodic would have been on TV. Um, you kind of are, are, are living in that, in that place. And so that's what was happening when we were recording it. So I still had a lot of the seasons. I mean, it, this was maybe, yeah, like the 13th week, but of recording that season, but all of it was still very fresh in my head. So all of, all of the Adam stuff, all of the fight, all, I mean, everything, all of it was in my head. And so the way it kind of just came with it, because it was, it was a really well-written monologue. It was, it was very well-crafted. It said what it needed to say. And so at that point it was just, I just wanted to find certain places that like just certain words that would stick out more to him that would that would have more weight to him that, that and and find out why you know like connect that to something that happened to him so that it wouldn't just feel like I was milking it or whatever um and and it was it was just so well written i mean this the show is it, it, the words make it so easy for us to play the characters they they really do they 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 do a great job of writing the dialogue for for us, and they do a really great job of of kind of writing around. <clears throat> excuse me, writing around us so that whatever we brought to it f- since the beginning, they kind of incorporate that whole kind of presence into into how they write us in the future. And uh, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was. I really just approached it the same way that I approach everything else, where where I just kind of have the the entirety of the show in my head as well as the the head canon, and then I just kind of put myself in that place and do it. I love that the headcanon is part of it. <laughs> it has Not to be. Lie. It has to be because we don't have uh, 100% of the information for all the other characters. And, and we have to fill that in because if, if this was me and if I, if I was really Shiro, I would have had those experiences whether or not they were told in, in a TV show somewhere. So whatever gaps are in there that are going to be gaps that will lead me to not really have as fully realized a performance I need to fill in, whether it's right or not. It doesn't even have to be canon accurate. It could be completely contrary to canon. It doesn't have to matter as long as it just gets me to that emotional place. So if you could have 100% of canon, would you want it or would you just kind of want to stick with your own head I'd probably want to stick with my own head canon um, because there are certain emotional places that, I mean, there's, there might be certain things in canon that might not get me that emotional but that have to result in Shiro getting a certain way. And so I can probably do a more effective job as an actor by filling, filling in those blanks with things that really resonate with me, Josh. So, um, now nah, who am I kidding? I'd love to have the whole canon. <laughs> I want it all. I want it all. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready for this show to end. I mean, from an actor's standpoint, I'm not ready like, for it to be done. No, I mean, yeah. from an actor's standpoint, yeah, because yeah. I want to keep going with it. But from a fan standpoint, I mean, no offense to anybody in chat. I'm probably a bigger fan of this show than all of you. All of you. <laughs> I, I think love you this show. Say that. I love this show. I love this character. Um, uh, next to Spider-Man, he's my favorite character I've ever played. And I'm not, I'm not ready for the show to be over. Like, I, I wish it could keep going. Like, there's, there's so much more that I think can be told. And they have the, the Atlas now. And they have the garrison. And I, I, just, I think the possibilities are endless. And uh, every, I vote web shorts. <laughs> something. Every, everyone something. we've brought in so far this season has like looked at the camera and they're like, Garrison spinoff? Garrison spinoff? Uh, uh? Vehicle Voltron? <laughs> I mean, we kind of did get Vehicle Voltron a little with Atlas. I mean, it was a single kinda. vehicle, but <laughs> yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, oh, man, they got to do something. I really wish they would. I wish they would. We'll see. We we will see. I you know what? We always have the comics. Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. are going on. That's those true. are canon and those are wonderful. I gotta catch up on them. I've only gotten to I think I've only gotten to the ones that we've voiced. So I gotta I gotta catch up. They're so good. Because I want more Voltron. <laughs> They're I do. so good. I want more Voltron. I would so totally yeah. settle for audio dramas and radio plays. Like that would be great. Oh my <laughs> That'd be great too. God, yeah. yes, Voltron audio dramas. Yeah. Please you made works. me want things. I'm sorry. Stop it. Because I, I mean, them. then we could we could also do more interpersonal stuff, and you know, because obviously a fight isn't really going to translate on audio only very well. Um, but yeah, like a robot fight, not a <laughs> not a person fight. And then they but, yeah. beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they beat the giant robot monster. You just hear a lot of screaming, some clangs. 
more clangs, more screaming, some well, bangs. Have to write the line to be some like, blams. It's like, oh no, it's hit. Oh no, we've taken damage here. What are we gonna do? Be careful, it's coming from above. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess yeah. no, you can do it. Way to write it. combat in. Yeah. yeah. You could do it, but I mean, the visuals are so great. I, 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 I really are. No, I, I would love to see a lot more, a lot more of the interpersonal stuff uh, explored for sure. Yeah, we got some great interpersonal stuff this season, um, particularly with Keith and Hunk. I thought was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. will say I'm disappointed in all of you because none of you sent me fan fiction recommendations. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> I thought we had something here. <laughs> Maybe next season. I'm literally asking for it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, like all of those emotional beats with Hunk this season were so great that the moment like Shay walks in through the door when he's at the hospital, yeah. like my heart just burst. I was like, yes, this is the perfect. Yeah. This is the perfect way to end this season. Great. Yeah, I, I think we were all just in like, come on, come on, yes! I think Mom everybody wants Hunk to be happy. I want Hunk to always be just perpetually happy. I don't like sad Hunk. I when, don't like seeing Hunk sad. When I Hunk don't. is happy, everyone else yes. is happy. And we must keep Hunk happy. Yes. Yeah. And just, I loved seeing Crolia and Colavan yes. in yeah. Keith's room. How yeah. many more Ks can we put in that sense? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get one more in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we also had Aksha just kind of Beeping. Aww. Hey guys, what's going on in this graveyard? I'm so Hi sad guys. that she didn't like go on their trip to Earth with them, but I guess it was already pretty crowded in there. Yeah. I mean, she made it there eventually. It's it's fine. Everything's fine. But Another... yeah, the entire coalition showing up and this wonderful little months-long time skip that we get. We don't have the exact number of months, but it's it's been months, and we're still picking up pieces of this robot trash, and we just found the power source, and uh, it's an Altaian, and it's waking up. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, I, again, I watched it again today, and there was definitely, like, eyebrow movement, like it's slowly it coming to. mean anything. <laughs> that you never know. could be in a coma. You don't know. Yeah, because if it's no body, no death, there is body, so maybe... Weird death? I mean, we Twitchy it's, death. it's been established that you can take someone's soul and put it in a giant That robot. is true. That is very true. I would not be surprised. And I, I, again, if, if that Altaian is still alive, they've been alive after presumably being at the bottom of the ocean for months. What happens if your soul is in the giant robot and then the giant robot explodes? That's not a good thing. <laughs> I don't know that Onurva deals in souls, just planet juice. Would you put it past her? No. <laughs> well, wouldn't the quintessence also be kind of tied into that, though? Probably. Wouldn't, wouldn't the soul kind of be, I mean... It's very much soul juice, Yeah, for sure. it, it kind of, it, I think it's just everything juice. Like I don't... It, it makes planets, it makes consciousness, it makes Yeah, it's whatever. basically life force. Because they say that the quintessence of the pilot is mirrored in its line, or the, something like that, or... Yeah. 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 And one of Hanerva's, you know, the last thing she said before the that whole, um, you know, before she turned into Hagar was quintessence's life. Yeah? But I would say that life and soul are a couple things that are different. I yeah. just there's, there's but life could also be a catch-all. There's life a fun a metaphysical argument to be had here that we Absolutely. simply do not have the time for. Sure, or the trip to well, Orion. What is the nature <laughs> of being? <laughs> I would argue that the body can still be alive after the soul has left it. Absolutely, and I would argue that Onerva, while dealing in quintessence, would not have the finesse or the compassion to be able to encapsulate and manipulate the soul. Whereas Alora is very much able to do it because she's Alora. Well, I don't know. She has a lot that, of cares to give, and she has invested them all. I mean, I, well, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that there's also the other wrinkle that she was kind of controlling Shiro, but we don't know if that was direct soul juice <laughs> control, <laughs> or if it was, uh, or if it was through the arm, or, or through that, or through the, the clone I, body, I or. Think- the implication was that it was through the arm because he snapped right. out of it when Keith sliced off the arm. And yeah. also, I think we asked someone and they said it was the yeah, arm. I, I don't I remember exactly. I believe Joaquin said it was the arm, but I, there we I go. might yeah. be misremembering. That. Word of God. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, long story short, she's probably behind this, but we'll have to wait and see until next season. Gotta I will wait be till season eight. utterly gobsmacked if it's not her because who else is left? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is dead. Bob. Even the ones that we yeeted into space and Bob come back is and behind die. this. <laughs> Bob 
how dare. No, Bob, Bob, Bob has more of a sense of humor. It, it, it would have been it would have been some kind of a silly robot. Yeah. It would have yeah. been like one of those clowns with, where you punch it and it comes back up. Like with a TV for a head or something. Like <laughs> something. Ye- yelling out catchphrases. He would have or, made it more of a bit. For yeah, sure. it would have been a bit for sure. There would have been some humor in it. It, <laughs> may, it probably would have spoken. Would have talked. Oh, my God. Maybe it would have looked like a Bebo. <gasps> yes! A Bebo mech! That would be the Could best. Could you imagine? I need it. Oh, I need man. it. I need it. Oh, my God. Um, I so, want the specs for now, do you Now, would it just be one single Bebo, or would it be, like, several Bebo tied in the middle, but radiating? Like out? a balloon animal? Yes! Bebo-tron. Just like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bebo-tron. Botron. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we are out of time, and I want to end on that <laughs> note because it's a good one. Do you have any projects you're working on that you can tell us about? Well, if you have played the Spider-Man PS4 game, you might have seen me and heard me as Electro because it's actually my face in the game. And it's nice. pretty. It's creepy. It's, it's super <laughs> creepy because it it looks like me with like a s- ton of electrical burn scarring all over my face, but it it's me. Like they scanned my head and everything. It's oh, crazy. So that's crazy. your next cosplay. Uh, no, actually, I think the fandom would get really pissed at me if my next cosplay was not Shiro. <laughs> so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I can exercise again because I need to put on a little weight. Um, but I want to, I want to do it next year. I All definitely right. want to do it next year before, I mean, cause the show is going to be done this year yes. and I'll still be going to some cons next year. So I'll probably just show up at a con as Shiro. Yeah. Just be like, hi guys. Yeah. How's life? <laughs> But in terms of other projects, uh, there's really not a whole lot of stuff I can talk about right now. Um, the second season of Stretch Armstrong just came out, and I play an incredibly douchey dude named uh, Gabe Bannerman, and he's hilarious, and uh, you love to hate him. So that's out. That's on uh, Netflix right now. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's all I can talk about at this time. Everything else is watch your social medias for yeah, when the yeah. NDAs expire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. where can people follow you on those social medias? On those social medias, I am on Instagram as Space Padre. I am on Twitter as Josh Keaton. And my Facebook is Josh Keaton's page. And my YouTube is Josh Keaton. Well, thank you so much for yeah, joining thank us. Thank you for having yeah. me. I, yeah. I can't wait to come back for next season. Close out that season too with yeah. the finale? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I, I, I forget like what happens in all of it, so... Well, well I'll, I'll be in for some Shiro stuff, or, or maybe just at the end. If you could give me a specific episode now, I would be really worried. <laughs> like, yes, this thing. I'm like, oh, God, what happens? Why do you want to be on that one? <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Absolutely. All right, Megan, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. You can follow Red Lion Emma Fife at Emma Fife. You can follow Blue Lion Alexis Torres at ATorres890. You can follow Lemo... Yellow lion. <laughs> Lemma? Lemon. Lemon lion. Lemon lion. There you go. Mark Donica at Mark B. Donica, and I am Black Lion Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaje. That is K I A X E T. I am also on an Overwatch podcast called On the Point, and that is also on that YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you next week for the season recap. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.